Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart with you. And just for the audience to get to know you better, why don't you tell us what you do and maybe a line about what you hope to get from the reading? Okay, great. Um, I am an art director and designer, own my own company. Um, for now, it's a nonprofit. <laughs> get it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And... I, what I hope to get from the reading is like a deeper, a deeper knowledge about myself. Okay, great. Is there any one area of your life that you hope to understand more deeply? Uh, probably the, my roadblocks. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. So in the Life Path Astrology reading, we don't just talk about you and your understanding of yourself in the third dimension. We also kind of bring in that fifth dimensional, higher conscious, what your soul came in to do. So hopefully we'll get to give you an integration of what your soul and your third dimensional self is here to do. Um, and we're going to start with the sun sign because the sun sign is what everyone understands. It's how we see ourselves. And you have your sun in Aquarius, which is always so fun and so juicy. Um, if she were to have a TV character archetype, she'd be that punk rock girl in high school with the shaved head or the pink hair and the new piercing. She's got a big vision. She's revolutionary. She is the kind of girl that doesn't fit in, but she knows that that's what she was here to do. She's not here to fit in because she sees what's all, like she sees the big picture and fitting in doesn't need to be part of that big picture. You also have it in the first house, which is the house of self which is identity. It's like the I am, it's the self, it's everything that represents who you be, um, if that makes any sense. So you really do see yourself very strongly as a, um, a very unique individual, a very, uh, you see, you, you see the big vision and how you express yourself um, and you're okay with you and all the ways that um, you express yourself, not needing to fit in or be being like everything else. Okay. That makes sense. sense. Okay, great. Awesome. I mean, not when I was younger, but now that I'm, my brain is fully formed. <laughs> yes. Got it. Beautiful. Now, the fun part about the sun sign is it, it is your magic sauce. It is what you sprinkle into everything you do um, that really, you know, makes whatever you do uniquely you. Um, and so it brings in that, um, you know, sometimes I joke, it's kind of like, a, almost like a marketing director, right? Like it, it attracts, it, it's like what you do to make it individually yours. And for you, it's that very unique visionary flair. Now, that's how you see yourself. That's your magic sauce. And then we have the rising. The rising is how people see you. And your rising sign is in Capricorn. And Capricorn's a really interesting placement because it is an earth sign and everyone thinks it's very formal. It's, it's got that very CEO, lady boss type of energy. But Capricorn is not a mountain goat. It's a sea goat. And what that means is that on top of being ambitious and grounded and detail oriented, like many of the, the other two earth signs, it also carries a fin, which also means it brings with it a deep understanding of human pain, human suffering. So it's grounded. It's going to move the work forward. So you're very good at probably feeling a lot very deeply, but still being able to, when the time needs to, when it needs to be, just kind of like get the work done, organize, plan, and create, kind of like building that empire. You know, almost what it comes up for me is 
people see you as probably very responsible, dependable, disciplined, but probably with hints of empathy. You might not always show it, but there are going to be slight glimpses of it that people will get to see in, in how you express yourself. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's all very accurate. Awesome. So here is, for me, what's the juicier part of the rising sign is it's the problem you're here to solve. So anything that, that's the, that is that Capricorn archetype is what your soul came in this lifetime to solve for other people, to give to other people and help other people understand so that they can lean into that. And it's, um, here's another thing that makes me think about Capricorn is integrity. So I feel like you're here to bring in, help other people solve the problem of being in integrity, being dependable, being responsible, um, being disciplined. I also feel like when I think of that Capricorn um, archetype, I also think of you're probably also here to help other people build their empires. So you bring, you help people put that all together to help other people rise into their power and, and be the, the CEO of their businesses or even of their lives, if that makes any sense. So far, yeah. All the work okay. I do is for people in higher positions than me and all that. So, yeah. So it feels aligned. Great. Wonderful. So, so far there's, there, there are no, um, no questions. That's good. Um, now, when we're looking at your soul's purpose and what you're here to do, it's really interesting that in those moments that you feel stuck or you feel like things can't move forward or things aren't moving along, you get to pay attention to the moon. The moon in the third dimension represents our emotional landscape. And so you have your moon in Virgo. And so the moon in Virgo, the way you express your emotions in the third dimension is probably very um very grounded. Um, the, the first thing that comes into my mind is like, you're going to be looking for the data. Like when, when emotional things happen, you're going to be like, show me the facts. What's really here. Um, almost I, I, when I think of a moon in, in Virgo, I also think of like the earth and I think of a twig, like emotions usually flow, but the moon and earth, especially in Virgo, I imagine like a twig breaking. It's like, be careful. It's like, you don't want you, you it's very stiff representation or expression of your emotion. Oh yeah. Um, I, yeah, uh, I broke yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> this twig snapped yesterday. Um, and so I, I, I agree. I'm pretty patient and then, but I hold a lot in and then I'll, I'll snap and I'm trying not to, I'm trying to express myself in a more measured way mm -hmm. before snapping. Cause I don't think it's, I don't know. There's not a lot of integrity in that. Mm -hmm. which is that Capricorn sense of being beautiful and also very grounded. Like one of the things that comes up for me is what can you do to ground, to use that earth element to release that emotion so that you don't break? Do you do grounding? Do you connect to the earth? Are you hugging trees? Um, uh, I do feel very, I feel really comfortable gardening. I have a big garden um, on purpose and I love doing it and it wears me out, but in a good way. Um, so I don't connect to the earth in that sort of like barefooted ritual, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be opposed to it. It's just not, I haven't done that yet. But it de definitely sounds like grounding, like getting connected to the ground really restores you and it and nurtures that Virgo moon. 
Um, so in those moments that you're stuck, you get to feed the moon, you get to nurture it. And here's the other interesting thing. When it comes to your soul's work, this work of being that Capricorn rising, helping people build their empires and being integrity and responsible, the moon is also, it supports the cause. It's not part of the cause, but it, it kind of is when things are stuck, you get to look at the moon and say, what here isn't being nurtured? What are the gifts of Virgo that are not being nurtured to ensure that your mission is moving forward and the gifts of Virgo are being practical, being a hard worker, you know, the gift of loyalty. Um, there's, there's this very grounded, practical get being useful. You know, that's what comes up for me. I, I, I'm assuming that when you're in the, in your work and solving these problems for maybe your clients of these empire builders and things don't feel right, it's probably because you don't feel useful. You don't feel like this is practical. You feel like this isn't of service or in the highest sense of service for what you want to create in the work and in your lifetime. Right. I mean, I agree with that. Um, I think, I think to make me feel like secure and grounded, I'm sorry about that. I'm going to turn that off. Um, I snapped like a twig yesterday because I was in a meeting and it was absolute chaos and there were no rules. And I do like rules until I don't, because there's some sort of Aquarius rebellion against <laughs> like two, I like structure, but loose structure. And there wasn't even this, it was, people were talking out of order and I was trying to follow the rules and I snapped and I became one of them. So by yelling and, and not, and not being part of the, the order. Know, and, and that's where, that's where the gifts of Virgo can really support you is that you get to bring like in those moments where you feel like Virgo is going to give you the gift of bringing order. So I feel like that also her gifts are also going to be able to support those emotions. Like, okay, you felt like you were going to snap. You felt like things weren't right. And you can bring structure and order to the next experience so that you don't have that sense of breaking because yes. that's her gift. Your moon is okay. I feel like I'm going to break. I need the facts, but the gift is I can bring order. I know how to organize it so that I'm not imbalancing my emotional experience. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I really do feel like an imbalance of an emotional experience at the moment, given that I have a dog who's out of control and I do my best to try to control that behavior. I do my best. I really do. And I'm about to snap like a twig right now because she is out of control. Ah, that's, right. and so, yeah. And so she's triggering that Virgo moon. So you yes, get to and also, and this is where you continue in all areas of your life. You get to create that discipline. Can a Capricorn, that Capricorn rising is asking you to bring in discipline into all the things you do, into all the, all the problems that you solve. And that, that Virgo moon is going to support you. Her structure is going to support Capricorn's need for discipline. Because Aquarius is kind of cool with being like, we can go a little bit all over the place or break the rules, but Virgo is going to be like, uh, 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 let's, yeah. let's put some structure here. So this, so we can be in, in integrity, like a Capricorn right. would want to be. So true. And it's like in all aspects of my life. So awesome. structure to support chaos that is much needed with the Aquarius, the Aquarian, the 
Aquarian side and the Virgo side are very much in contention and it is a, a main focus of, it's a main, it's a headache of my life, especially when, you know, the hormones are raging. Mm, got it. So you, so structure, bringing in structure into your life will really support you accomplishing all of your soul's work. I love, I love seeing this and understanding this for you so that you can lean into that moving forward. But if it's too structured, I rebel and I, I kick the structure to the side for freedom. Well, it's interesting that you actually said that because the next place I tend to talk about is Mercury. And Mercury in the third dimension is our intellect, our mind, our communication. But in the fifth dimension, it's our higher consciousness. And when we are not working with Mercury in the highest form, there's a sense of separation. There's a sense of be, being against the grain, being like not fitting in, like feeling like there. It's it creates separation rather than being connected to what we're here to do. And you have Mercury in Aquarius as well. And so that really goes along with what you're expressing right now that, you know, when you're, when you're in your third dimensional intellect, you're like, okay, this is how, like, I'm going to go against the grain. This is what I want to do. But really what happens is that Mercury in, in Aquarius and it's in the first house, it's going to be, it's going to be telling you, you know, I don't fit in. I don't feel, I, I, I don't feel right. I feel a little bit inferior. I don't feel, I don't feel well. And it's in the first house, which is about myself. And so that creates separation. That's what amplifies the rebellion rather than you saying, okay, what is Aquarius really here to do? She's here to fight for a cause. She's here to tap into the bigger vision. And so in those moments that you're feeling that Aquarian, I don't fit in separation, you can lean into the sense of, well, what is the real cause? What is the big vision to recenter your mind to tap into the higher consciousness? Does that make sense? Um, in a way, it, in a way, but I, I should note that, um, this whole n not needing to fit in for the higher consciousness. I don't know if I'm there yet, um, given the fact that I do have some fit in trying to fit in shadows from my youth when I did care about fitting in and I clearly did not. Um, and it wasn't just a product of like, you know, it wasn't um, a cognitive distortion. It was new kid at a new school in a different country. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like pain there that I still haven't reckoned with. And mm -hmm. I guess that's something that I need to process before um, seeing that not fitting in is a low priority to the greater good. Right. And it's, it's, I would even say not fitting in is your magic because it's your son. And, 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 and it's really stepping into the power of, that that is your power that not fitting in is what what makes you magical what is your secret to what you do and and that is part of you know you did say you were looking in this reading for what what's in your way what are some of your challenges and it sounds like you get to really lean into the power of your son and 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 i would say the son you get to stand in the power of standing out and you get to tell Mercury. I, I joke you with Mercury when it's like feel making you feel separate, you could tell it to sit down. You could say, <laughs> okay, feeling of separateness or feeling like I don't fit in, sit down because that is my power. Okay. Great.
that, speak that to them as me. people, right? Mercury gets to sit down so that your sun can shine. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. So, I mean, sometimes I am perfectly fine not fitting in because the stuff that's happening is just ridiculous that happens in groups and I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and that's fine with me, but then there's other times that I'm uncomfortable yeah. with myself. <laughs> Yeah. I think, I think that, I think your Mercury, which allows, so the Mercury, the shadow of Mercury is feeling separate and, and your feeling of separation is I don't, I don't fit in. Like, I don't like this. And you get to really lean into the power of your sun. The sun is what nurtures and, and makes things grow. Right. So you get right. to really think about that think about that the you're that your unique flair that your big vision that fighting for the cause is what nurtures your soul and who you are and it is your it is your superpower right um okay. now when working with that it's interesting because you do have a lot of aquarius energy and a lot of virgo energy i don't know if you know but you have um i would say two stelliums one is in aquarius and one is in virgo so when we have a stellium that means we have three or more placements in your chart that really shows that those two those placements or those those concentrate those are where we get to focus we we came into this lifetime with needing to really focus on those energies and it's really interesting because like you said those two energies are almost opposing because aquarius doesn't want structure it wants freedom it wants to break out of the mold but virgo saying uh, uh uh let's fit everything into a box so there is that opposition right. Um, but that is so, so as I'm, as I'm looking at it, like interpretation wise, it's your son is your power and the, the structure that Virgo, um, brings into your life or wants to, to, for you to put in your life is also your challenge. So you have your North node in Virgo and North nodes are the challenges that our souls brought into this lifetime to really move forward with the soul's mission. So you cannot really step into the full power of helping people with discipline, dependability, integrity, building their empires until you learn to he or to to fit into or um, stretch into the north node of virgo and when you have a north node in virgo that means you have a south node in pisces so we have north nodes and south nodes the north node is your challenge the south node is your gift so your gift is pisces mm. you are super spiritual super connected you probably channel messages you probably are really good at downloading information you probably have a a, a, a really sense of a strong sense of intuition and what you came in to do is take that gift and bring it down into virgo energy which is like i almost think of like the image that comes up for me is you, you get to take that a connection to the spirit realm and bring it down to this earth so that you can harness that intuition in reality rather than letting it live in la la land letting it live in the universe you were brought you were given this gift to bring it here and use it tangibly and so part of that virgo north node is also creating boundaries boundaries is a big thing for virgo because virgo loves to be of use even at her own detriment, which means she might, you know, like have to help everyone before helping herself. Mm -hmm. 
Um, she wants to get the facts instead of reacting um, or going with the flow. She wants to make sure everything has more structure than Pisces, which is flowing energy, right? Like it just flows. And so that's not easy for you, but mm -hmm. as you lean into that, so it's not to say you get to give up on Pisces because you're, that's a natural, it's like a default. It's like a default, default program in you, right? Mm -hmm. But it's when you learn to also put structure, also put boundaries, also, you know, let yourself, you know, lean into structure and responsibility. Then that's when you can show others how to be personally responsible, how to be in integrity, how to build things. Because you, as, with that Aquarian vision, you actually see so many beautiful things, what is possible in the world. You probably could change the world with the downloads that you can get, but until you put that structure into it, you will not lean into that, to that rising problem you saw, you're here to solve. Got it. So, so the South Node is a gift, you have it. Your sun is your magic but you get to learn to be okay with structure because once you are also comfortable with structure, you, it's like bringing the energy of the universe down to this earth and really creating that, that beautiful, beautiful way of coexistence really. Mm -hmm. No, that has helped me in times of my own crisis versus helping others. I, it's more helped me um, in in terrible moments of my life. So just that whole spirituality situation and yeah, channeling yeah. people that are no longer alive to help me. Yeah. Not everyone has that connection or, or yeah. knows how to tap into that connection. Well, I'm just, I'm not afraid of it. And I, it's really, um, it's been useful and it's wonderful to, yeah. I would even say use that intuition to find the structures that support you, to find the 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 organization and that groundedness and that 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 container. So I think of water as going all over the place and Virgo as a container, right? So use your intuition to find the container that makes you feel comfortable so that you can align with your soul's work. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So then um, Chiron is interesting. It is our, it's, it's a wound um, that we all came in with. It's what is um, easy for us to do for others, but not for ourselves. And it's generational. It spans a handful of years. Um, and you have yours in Taurus and Taurus is more, more earth energy. You have such key earth energy. Um, it's so once again, it's what we could do for ourselves that we can't do for others. And you also have in the third house, which is the house of communication. So when I see Taurus, the themes that come up for me are, um, you know, the gifts of Taurus or what Taurus is really good at is making money, um, taking its time to really decide, um, really nurturing a process, you know, creating comfort. Um, and it's almost like you don't, there's a sense of, um, one of the themes that comes up for me as I see Taurus is like the wound or the Chiron in Taurus is worth. And there's also in the third house communication. So I don't know if it's like easy for you to express what you're worth, but it's re you're really good at showing other people their worth and, mm -hmm. and to communicate it and to put it out in the world. Right. 
Yeah, I don't, um, I'm not a braggart. I don't, it's uncomfortable for me. Um, and not because I think I'm lesser than, but because it's not a fluid thing for me. And um, I would, I like to build people up, you know, it's really, um, it feels good. And it's, I don't do it for any other reason than, you know, I see, if I see it, I'll say it kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's a wound that you have. And, you know, in, in my coaching work, I always say you get to witness that um, just because, you know, wounds, wounds get to heal. Um, and, and for me, it's, I feel the more we lean into our North node and we really step into our mission that that, that wound begins to, to dissolve. And we get to see that that wound is not something we get to carry for the rest of our lives. Um, let's see questions so far. Uh, what is the wound? So your wound, so your wound is in Taurus in the third house. So it's the sense of communicating your worth. The, the, and, and you know what else, when I think of worth, I also think of like, Taurus is the bull. It is stable. It is dependable. It is a rock. It is that which people can lean on. So almost feeling like you, you don't, like you don't feel as the stable ground as you see other people being the stable ground. Um, you don't feel um, sometimes worthy uh, financially or in, in whatever sense of the word worth comes to you. Um, but that's just the wound. Does that make sense? Yes, it is. Yeah. And I know it's not true, but I do. There are times that I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a generational wound. We all have it in different houses and yours is in how you express it. Okay. Awesome. So we've got a little bit more time for a couple more placements and I would love to talk about Saturn because in the work that you're doing, Saturn is your leadership style and it's also how we get rewarded. Because Saturn's like the, the father figure of the Zodiac. So he wants to give you your allowance. He wants to reward you as long as you're doing what needs to be done. And Saturn, um, first of all, your leadership style is um, in Virgo. So Saturn's in Virgo. And so the kind of leader you probably are is very stable, grounded leader, an organized leader, a leader who's of use. She wants to be useful. She wants to be of service. She just doesn't want to be the boss, if that makes any sense. And so um, now the way that Saturn and Virgo, like imagine Saturn is like the CEO dad because that's, he represents Capricorn and 10th health energy and Virgo is that organizer. She's more of like the executive producer. She's really serious. They're both going to be, they're going, they're really going to get along to, to, to figure out how you can get rewarded from that father figure. Um, But Saturn's probably going to talk to Virgo and be like, Hey Virgo, I really, really want to give you your first allowance or buy your first car. Um, But you need to make sure that you really um, don't get caught up on perfectionism because Virgo sometimes gets really lost in perfectionism rather than just making sure it's the structure is there. But Virgo might say, no, 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 it's not perfect. We can't move this project forward. Does that make sense? Oh my God. Yeah. That's another umbrella part of my life. That's the bane of my existence. (laughs) But I like, you know, detail work um, because it, it makes things efficient. And I, I don't value people who just rush through stuff. I think let's do it right or don't do it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, 
yeah. And then I am pretty hard on myself perfection wise. I know that it's not real. It's Mm. an abstract little concept. It doesn't, it's not real, but I perfection in my own mind. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not Saturn, satisfied all the time. With- Saturn and Virgo are going to get along because of your details. Saturn's going to love that. They're going to be like, great. Lo- I love it. Like the details are really going to make this work really well. Just don't delay it because you want it to look perfect. Oh, that, yeah, that's a, that's, that's part of my roadblocks. I can't post on Instagram any of my artwork because it's, it's not up to par. Hmm. And it, that stops me from creating. Yeah. And, and in, in those moments, the, that's almost like where I say you get to lean into Aquarius. Aquarius is like, whatever, this is bigger than the perfectionism. Like there's probably a beautiful message in your art just the way it is. Don't right. worry about that. Worry about what are you, what, what is the message behind what you're creating rather than is every detail perfectly in place because that's going to hold you back. Saturn's going to be like, we can't move this forward. We can't move the business forward if you don't, or our mission forward, our soul mission, if you don't do that. Um, So now you, so keep that with you when, when moving forward in in the work you do. And the final piece that I love to um, talk about is Jupiter because Jupiter is our planet of expansion, fortune, good luck. It's where we find optimism. And so what a better planet to end with than that. Um, So you have Jupiter in Leo in the seventh house. And Jupiter in Leo is, first of all, Leo is the sun, ruled by the sun. It is heart-centered. It is a performer. It's creative. It represents all of the performing and creative arts. You also have it in the seventh house, which is the house of partnerships. So there's a sense of fortune, good luck, opportunities, networks for how to move your soul's mission forward when you use that creativity and you partner. I feel like there's like a sense of you get to partner up with your creativity. So, and, and as an independent user, freelance graphic designer, you can't do the work by yourself. You need to have partners and networks to give that creativity to. And the more you lean into finding the right networks, finding the right partners, the more you get to express that creativity and the more opportunities come up for you. Yeah, that is a fear because I don't trust easily. Mm. And I'm one of those people that wants to do everything myself. Mm. Um, I mean, I do so much gardening and it's ridiculous. And um, I know that I can't do it all myself just from that gardening and being exhausted Mm. and sore for like a week after. So just in my business, I don't know. It's going to, it's... It's hard to trust. And I think that's why a lot of um, design partnerships I've seen have been husband and wife or, you know, married couples partnering because it's, um, yeah, I have trust issues. (laughs) And also I feel like, you know, I'm a very, very bad art director given like the fact that I, other people doing it, leaving the work in other people's hands, most often it's not up to par. And so it's just like, I'll do it myself then, you know? Mm. And that's that, so beautiful. This is how you get to move that soul's work forward um, is you get to lean into that Saturn asking you to release the perfectionism, you know, 
get get the details right but don't be don't don't hold it back because it's perfect and then that jupiter is asking yeah you get to network i because it, it doesn't have to be partnerships like i'm not asking like i don't okay. think it's necessarily i don't i it doesn't you know partnerships can ex be expressed in so many ways so maybe it's not you finding a business partner although that could be beneficial but not the only way it could be how are you linking up to others how are you connecting to others mm -hmm. to to express to show your creative self, to expand the, 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 the net of who knows about your work. Right. Okay. I feel like uh, it's more about casting a net in your networks to yeah. show, to show what you're capable of. And that's where opportunities will, will come up for you. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you. Absolutely. So has this supported, had, did this answer your question? Did this support you? Oh yeah, it's made me very aware of my main road roadblocks, and so I'll work on improving those. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I can't wait to see how you step into having that structure with your vision and and fighting for a cause, because a lot of people are waiting for you to show them how to build their 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 empires and, and their integrity. I love it. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for this. This is really informative. You're welcome.